following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino casino.com and download that eagle access app tuesdays on the huge radio network are presented by the incredible soaring eagle casino and resort in mount pleasant michigan we are back live across michigan superfly hayes is our executive producer we're the only show willing to tell like it is all about huge opinions, big name guest. Soren Eagle Tuesday. By the way, with Soren Eagle, you have time through the end of the regular season, two more games to put in a qualifying bet on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and you'll go into the drawing to win a new Lions Ford Bronco, courtesy of Soren Eagle. And they have the Bronco on display outside the doors in Mount Pleasant. So what you need to do is download... The Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app make a qualifying bet on one of the last two Lions regular season games, and the drawing will be January 8th, and somebody will win a brand new, and I'm talking sweet Honolulu Blue Ford Bronco. Just download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and make that bet on one of the two remaining games. If the Lions win both and the Niners lose one, the Lions will be the number one seed in the NFC with a bye and home field advantage for the final two games. And a lot of people are sending me some of the secondary market numbers for ticket prices. And Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com in studio talking Michigan-Alabama. Lowest ticket was just a little under 600 for the projected first playoff game. They have the three seed guaranteed. That's the worst. And that would be a the first home game, home playoff game ever in Ford Field history. And you know how many people over the last 30 years have said, next time they host a playoff game, I'm going. Or I'm going. If they go to the Super Bowl, I don't care what the tickets cost, I'm going. Vegas is going to be insane if the Lions are in the Super Bowl. Oh, my but Lord. Because so many people have said that. Well, so. you know, Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros, which is heard weekday mornings, and Anthony will be out hosting the University of Michigan alumni functions uh, at the Rose Bowl. He'll be gone, I think, four days with that group, going out to the game and hosting events and everything. So I know you're going with Ballas. Who else is going? Anthony Broom. Broom, oh, Broom got to go. Broom's gone. That made him happy, didn't it? Of course. Oh, yeah. You, Broom, Ballas. Yep. Johnny B going, or is he staying back in Ann Arbor? He's staying back, I believe. Yep. So, yeah, one guy has to stay back. The stay back guy really loves that. So, Broom. Voluntary. Broom, you and Ballas with the Wolverine.com. Yep. Uh, your coverage begins, what, Wednesday night, Thursday morning? Yeah, I mean, we're covering it now, but we will start to. I'm talking uh, coverage from there. Yep. So from, from California. So, it'll start Thursday morning on the 28th. We will have the Michigan defensive guys, Alabama offensive guys that day. Next day, it's flipped. Michigan offense, Alabama defense get to talk to coordinators and players. And then full team media day on the 30th, where we get to talk to all 100 and however many members of each team. Um, 
team photo at the Rose Bowl and then the Rose Bowl. So we will have tons of stuff. Uh, we will we'll get to see practice a couple times as well. So the Wolverine.com, definitely the place to go as well. I'm sure we'll be checking in with you as uh, you know, later in the week. I don't know if I, you invited yourself to my family gatherings. Now I've invited myself no, you can't, back no, on the huge show across no, it Michigan. Will be, it will just be based on your schedules and what you yeah. have with uh, you are out there actually working. True. Anthony Bellino's hosting some University of Michigan alumni functions, but He'll have some time off. I think Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire is filling in on Friday, weekday mornings at 6 on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network and also filling in on Tuesday, January 2nd. I think Anthony gets back on the 2nd late afternoon uh, from California going out there. They got a big charter with their alumni association. I think a huge plane uh, bringing like 300-plus people. I've heard good things about those. Yeah, well, yeah. And they stay at... Five star luxury resorts, and yeah. and Anthony hosts like some parties and events, and they do a pep rally, right? Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Uh, the ticket demand, you know, we talk about the Lions tickets, reportedly cheapest tickets, a little under five hundred for that first playoff game right now, which they sit at number three. They could move up to two or one based on what they do at Dallas. Winning at Dallas, uh, nobody has this year, right? I think no. Yeah, no, no, no one's won, and Dallas is a different team at home. Much different. Yeah, and they're coming off that loss to the Dolphins. They have not looked good against the Bills or Dolphins, but let's be honest, those are two of the better teams in pro football. Yeah, and the Bills especially playing well right now. Too. Oh, he wants to play the Bills home or away. No. They're Chiefs. one of the most dangerous teams right uh, now. The yeah. Chiefs, I mean, man, like I said, um, Kelsey, Mahomes look frustrated. And the reality is with the Chiefs, because you win, because you get paid, and – Mahomes got one of the biggest deals ever. There's a window in the NFL, and that window will close slightly every year. And they don't have quality receivers. He doesn't have a good one outside of Kelsey and Rice. They're frustrated. There's still a team where Mahomes can make those crazy magician plays, as Tony Romo was talking about. (laughs) Uh, But Taylor Swift has destroyed that franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to her music. Here and there. I'm here not, and there. I'm not oh, my God. I mean, here and there. I enjoy some of her music. I am very annoyed of her as a football fan. The little bell she had ringing yeah, made on. me want to give a million dollars to Salvation Army if she stopped ringing it. And why do we have to show her after every play, basically? I don't find her, you know, again. I don't care what her reaction can is. Can I no just offense. say this, Clayton? And it's not a negative towards her. Yeah. And again, she's 6'9", whatever she is. Is that I don't find her to be ultra attractive. Now, again, Travis Kelsey could look at her and think you're set for life because she's a billionaire, right? Yeah. When I look at the beautiful women of the world, I don't think about Taylor Swift. I don't. It's fair. That's it. That's just it's not a negative. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm close, but I'm not up there with the most gorgeous men in the world. Close. Think close, but no cigar. I get it. What if he just likes her personality? Not the money, not the looks. Yeah, you and I are going to need a we're going to need a talk at the next break unless Mama's safe. He's already giving you the talker. What's what, what's your uncle's name? Mike. Uncle Mikey. Uncle Mikey's giving you a talk. I'd like her for her personality. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, let's talk about uh, Alabama, uh, Michigan. When you look at this matchup, where where does Michigan have the advantages right now over Alabama and vice versa? I think. It's, it's tough to say for sure because, you know, I, I think that 
Alabama's definitely got some advantages. I think Michigan might have with this its experience and with JJ McCarthy an advantage at quarterback, but you you can't let Jalen Milrow run around. I, look, I, I think that Michigan can move the football if they use JJ's legs, as we talked about earlier. They use him in read options, kind of like Auburn did. I mean, LSU has a different type of beast at quarterback, Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, but he had success moving the ball with his legs. He rushed for, I think, close to 200 yards in that game. So there are some examples of where you can you can exploit that. I also think that Alabama's secondary is very talented, but there's some, uh, there's some opportunities in the middle of the field, uh, in the intermediary type of throws that J.J. McCarthy's really good at. Uh, Colston Loveland, Michigan's tight end, could be a mismatch type of guy like a Brock Bowers was for uh, Georgia against them, and I know he wasn't fully healthy. I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers, but I think he's similar. And Nick Saban said that the other day as well. Roman Wilson, same type of thing from the wide receiver spot. Um, so I think Michigan can take advantage of that. And we do talk about Jalen Milrow. This is definitely the biggest challenge individually that Michigan's had to face this year at the quarterback spot. But at the same time, this might be the best defense that – Alabama has faced right up there with Georgia. You, you could argue one way or the other. And a lot of what Michigan's defense is remembered as will have to do with how they played in this game. But Michigan's D line, you know, I think can have some success. Alabama's tackles good, not great, especially left tackle Caden Proctor. He's a true freshman playing in there. He's huge. I think he's 370 pounds or something mm. like that, but he gets, he gets moved and you can get around him. You saw Texas do that. You saw some other teams do that. So I think this Michigan defense with its D line, uh, could potentially control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but a lot of it's going to come down to what does Jalen Milrow does? He can throw a good deep ball. Uh, will he be able to connect on some of those big plays? And will they be able to contain him as well? So it's a matchup game. You know, there are so many different chess pieces that both sides are going to have to play. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan is able to execute. Uh, they, they also talked about, you know, a, a couple weeks ago how they've kind of changed their prep a little bit for the playoffs, so uh, doing a little bit less contact, a little bit more conditioning, try to stay light on their feet uh, You know, this year than the last couple. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates into what Michigan's going to have to do on Monday. It's crazy that, that that game a week from now will be We'll know, obviously, uh, you know, six days from now, we'll know who's heading to the national championship. Yeah, a week from now, if they're in the national title game, which we'll get to later, who's a better matchup for Michigan-Washington or Texas, obviously, I think it would be Washington. You don't want it to be a home mm-hmm. uh, national title game for Texas in the state. Yeah. They reside in, in Houston. Uh, for Michigan, who are some outliers on guys you think need to have a big game Monday at the Rose Bowl for Michigan to beat Saban? I think a lot of it's going to come down to how they've revamped that offensive line on the right side now that Zach Zinter, unanimous All-American, is out for the season at right guard, and you got to plug in Carson Barnhart like they did the the last game against Iowa uh, at right guard. He was playing right tackle most of the year. And then Trent A. Jones, who was coming in as an extra offensive lineman most of the season, now he's your right tackle. So you've got to be really good up front against these dynamic pass rushers of Alabama. Michigan's had some issues protecting at different times this year. So I think those two guys, and even Drake Nugent in the center too, uh, you know, because he's kind of on the right side as well. You play next to the right guard. They've got to play well. They've got to protect the quarterback and JJ McCarthy, even if he's not protected, you know, for three full seconds on every play, like Doug Skeen, you know, talks about, it's got to be three seconds. He's got to be able to make some plays, get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs and, and find guys downfield. Um, I, 
I think, you know, I've watched a lot of Alabama over the last couple of weeks. I think an outlier type guy um, who maybe wouldn't be, an, you know, other people wouldn't consider an outlier, but Mikey Sainer is still from the nickel spot. God, he's played well this year. He's played he? incredible. I mean, five interceptions, and every time Michigan needs a big play, it seems like he makes it. And when he doesn't, it was Rod Moore against Ohio State to seal the game. And I, I think that Mikey Sainer still bringing him on some nickel blitzes, maybe to the right of Jalen Milrow because he likes to roll that way, could be something that Michigan does. Uh, when you look at Jalen Milrow's stats, he's not as good against the blitz, so he's a guy I think Michigan can use in that capacity. And then Michael Barrett, too, from the linebacker spot. I would imagine if Michigan spies Jalen Milrow, it will be Michael Barrett in that role, and he's Michigan's fastest linebacker. He was you know, a, a hybrid type of guy, DB linebacker at one point in his career, so I think he can fill that role for them. Um, but... Man, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to step up, play their best game. I think Alabama, with a month to prepare, too, is going to find some matchups they like as well. And one of them could be Josh Wallace at cornerback, who hasn't been tested a ton this year, opposite of Will Johnson. Um, so everyone's got to play well. But I think Mikey Sanders still could swing this game. I think Colston Loveland from tight end can swing this game. And then I think just on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you got to be really strong. The Harbaugh story. Uh, it's interesting that. Reportedly, there's a huge mega offer, a lifetime deal sitting there for him. It is funny how any NCAA conversation, anything else seems to have disappeared uh, once they uh, beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten and now are the overall number one seed representing the Big Ten uh, conference. Mm -hmm. The key is that San Diego job, I think Eberfus might be saving his job with the Bears, with the way they played. I think were they five and four in their last nine, it's going to be tough to fire somebody there. Uh, the Vegas job, look, look at the Raiders, just won at Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, seem to... Pierce may be keeping that yeah, job. They're yeah, they're playing for Antonio. Uh, so it, it, in my mind, it feels like Harbaugh is either the coach of the Chargers next year or if they go another way, he signs that long-term deal at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, are there it, any other NFL options? I don't. I don't think there will be. I, I think some will probably come open. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when he interviewed with the Vikings. That wasn't one that people really had on their radar. People were kind of pointing more to Vegas. They go in a different direction. Uh, I think the Chargers was open at that point too. It could be wrong. Maybe Staley was a year before. But you know, people looked at some of the obvious ones. Chicago was one of those as well. And then it ended up being the Vikings where he was closest to landing. So possibly, you know, same thing with the Broncos this past year where he interviewed with twice. Um, you know, I, I think, one, his focus right now is on the college football playoff. But there have been con uh, ongoing contract extension talks with Michigan as well. And it sounds like they're coming around to the fact of, all right, we need to pay him quite a lot of money to, to make him feel wanted. You know, I feel like, in my opinion, that's been the biggest thing for him throughout his career is he feels... Uh, you know, he kind of likes to be courted as a lot of these coaches do with egos and everything. What's the number? Is is it correct? Like 10 years, 150 million? I'm not sure how correct it is, but it was Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reported 10 years, 125 million. 125 so, million. So 12 and a half, it would be right up there with Saban and those guys as the highest. It's paid. a lifetime contract, basically, to keep Harbaugh there. He just turned 60. Forever, right? So, to me. so he'd be 70. And, you know, if you want to go. It's a lifetime deal if he takes it. Pretty much, if that's if if the report's correct. But if he was gung ho to take it, and it is the up there with some of the biggest offers ever. It's more than what Mel Tucker got. It's up there close to what I think uh, Brian Kelly has. There, there was 
a story also over the weekend yeah. that, yeah. well, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, Brian Kelly might be interested. Kelly did not like the academic restrictions at Notre Dame. Michigan has similar academic restrictions. He's recruiting freely at LSU. The only thing that would make him move, and he does like to move, and that has been on his resume, is that with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, uh, hello. And that's in his recruiting base, yeah. How tough that is. And Kelly now comes back to Cincinnati, or Grand Valley, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Midwest roots, right? Sure. And I think, too, though, a question is, one, you know, we're playing the hypothetical game because Harbaugh is still here. But but two, I don't know that Michigan, and in fact, I would guess, uh, and, and maybe more than a guess, that Michigan wouldn't necessarily have interest in Brian Kelly. Either. I agree. There's, there's a reason why... They haven't gone after him in the past when some of these openings come up. And State was split on him and turned and went on a jumped on a plane and went and got D'Antonio mm-hmm. when it, Kelly was at Central. Right. So I, you know, I don't know Brian Kelly, but obviously there's some some things that you know people have looked at in, in the past when deciding whether or not to go after him for some of these jobs. And then the third thing is, I think Michigan would be smart to run a national search if they had a a head coach opening at the same time, I think Michigan feels really comfortable with the prospect of Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator and line coach being the the next head coach. I think he's earned it by what he did filling in those three games. I think he earned it in my mind. I think it made people feel a lot better about that, that potential. Um, You know, I would hesitate to say earned it, I guess, but you know, because it is a, it's a huge. Well, there was a job. lot of pressure stepping in. No doubt. For those three games. He did a great job. I, I mean, I think stepping in though, is different than having to run the program year-round. I mean, there's so much that goes into this job, especially at Michigan. You mentioned academics being one of them, but NIL and, and the transfer restrictions they have uh, and just how big of, of a job this is. We've seen guys fail at it in the past. So I think they'd be wise if they had a job opening, run a national search. I would include Sharon Moore in that, that search, and he may be the guy, the best guy for the job. Um, but it's, it's interesting. I, I would guess... Jim Harbaugh doesn't sign a contract extension if he does until after the bowl game. At this point, he's they're headed out right now as we speak to uh, Los Angeles. They're in the air right now. So, I mean, I would think that comes after the bowl game. And, I mean, he's a guy with leverage right now. He's a guy who could have some interest from the NFL. So he'd be able to weigh his options. So it might be the smart way to go. Um I would also say it might be smart to take $12.5 million a year. So you really can't go wrong over if you're, 10 years. If you're Jim Harbaugh, over 10 years. So NFL, be NFL yeah. uh, uh, Chargers, as I say hypothetically, give you $7 million, you know, Right, it, and they're, they're a cheap franchise. Right, so I'll just say high $7 million over five years. Right, and, and you know, that's why I think. You got maybe two years to win. Right, because they're in. And their salary cap. They are strapped in terms of salary cap money when you look at their stars, and they're going to yes. have to go the other way and give up a few to free up money. Yeah, they, they're not in a good cap situation. They have Justin Herbert, but, I mean, he um, you know, he hasn't had the supporting cast, I guess. They do have a lot of talent, and you know, it's hard to say whether or not it's him or, or whether it was Brandon Staley or is it the other guys around him or is it the organization, something that Lions fans – you know, I've talked about for a long time as well. So I think, you know, Chargers, he, he has ties to California and all that. But if you did sit there in mid-January and they called him and offered him $7 million, it's like I can get almost double that from Michigan. And again, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is a money guy. He never has been. But I think that money to him represents how much love and respect that, that the people are showing and how much you really want me 
Um, and if Michigan is offering more of that and he feels comfortable in a situation, is lives next door to his parents and the kids are there and Jay works for him and he, he has a great situation, he's got the program humming, then I think that could be an appealing option too. So just if he doesn't, you know, just because he doesn't sign this contract extension before the bowl game, in my opinion, doesn't mean that he's for sure going to go if he gets interest from the NFL. And quietly, he could have told uh, Santa Ono, Manuel, who's ever at the table, his agent, hey, I want to get through the college football playoff. I want my team to be the focus first, and then we will give you a decision, right? He could have said that for sure. And I think that's, to me, I, and we know that. That, has- seems, that seems like the correct business protocol here. Right. And, and he has, I think his focus is solely on Alabama. That, that goes and that goes right back to my point. hundred percent. His agent could say, "Look, we're going to decide when the when the season's over." He, so, from what we've heard, he's had people working on this, including an agent. Um, you know, over the last few weeks, really months. But I don't think he's really all that involved in those right now because, like you said, and, and I agree with you. I mean, I think his number one priority is to finish this season in the college football playoff and focus all of his effort on trying to beat Alabama and then whoever might be next, Washington or Texas, if they're able to get past that. But I don't think he's all that focused on it right now. At the same time, you know, part of me is like, you still could just fire up DocuSign, you know, as we all use these days and sign, sign the darn thing. And maybe there is a, and Harbaugh is a competitor. I'm not saying he holds grudges, but he seems to have a fertile, long memory with what he's been through with his own school and the self-imposed three-game suspension to start what was going to be a glorious year, and they still could hit that with Harbaugh missing half the season with suspensions. Maybe there's a side of him that uh, there isn't a a number, an amount of money. Because if you look at the reports and it goes from a five-year to a 10-year deal, it, it almost seems not desperate, but that Michigan is doing everything they can to tell him, look, we have your back. But maybe he doesn't believe that. Right. And, and you know, there are reports out there, too. Because they had his back, and then all of a sudden when the Partridge stuff came out, they didn't yeah. have the back. Right. Then they have his back. I mean, it's been back and forth. Right. And then they, yeah, they put things on pause, and then they resume, and they put put contract talks back on pause, and they delayed this thing to now – people were talking in the last week is, is this going to get done before they leave for Pasadena? So I think that the school has done that to themselves. And I think he probably saw what happened to Chris Partridge and what happened to, you know, with this NCAA situation and how fickle people can be. And this is at any institution. Certainly I think it's something that's the case in a lot of different aspects of universities, public universities. So I think he probably has had his eyes open to that and doesn't want to go out, um, you know, or, or kind of have his fate, in the hands of some of these people. Um, and that's complete opinion at, uh, you know, right there. But I think that's something he could look at as well. Um, you know, and I think at the end of the day, probably the thing that he wants is to see what his options are right around mid January after the season's over and, and then kind of make a decision after that. Yeah. Cause the way it went to a basically lifetime deal at 60 and 10 years, Hardball wants to look maybe one final time at the NFL, and if there is an opportunity that he feels he could get that Super Bowl trophy like his brother John, and his brother John may get another one uh, this year, uh, that uh, he doesn't want to say no to it until he's able to weigh it. right? And I don't think Michigan's in any hurry if Hardball signs this now or in three weeks. Well, I think they prefer he signs it now because 
they don't want to go through maybe the dance of the NFL again like the last couple off seasons. But the funny thing is to me is you read Ian Rappaport's report and, and there's been some other reports about it as well where you have this contract on the table and one of the clauses in there is that he wouldn't be able to entertain any NFL interest before the 2024 season. Well, if he waits to sign it until February 1st, you know, that clause is pretty much null and void as it is. So I'm not saying that's what's happening, but there's just so much that goes into it. And in Michigan, you definitely wouldn't, you know, if he signs it now, you would want probably something in there that says that. So uh, I think that's likely a smart move by them. Again, I'm not in the negotiation, so it's tough to say, but there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. Part of me says by that clause now up to a 10 year deal, they don't want to play the waiting game with him. It's like if we're going to give you twelve and a half million a year, if we're going to give you one hundred twenty-five million reportedly over ten years, you need to sign this right. by you know, uh, not kickoff, but you know maybe within the next you know week, ten days, but when the championship game ends, yeah, something like that. And you would want, <laughs> I mean, you would want him to sign that and then not have to go through. You, you would think that twelve and a half million is enough to of a price to pay uh, or for him to receive to not go through that NFL dance for would be a third straight off season. Um, you know, I don't know how much it's hurt necessarily because he do, he's done a, such a good job of coming back and okay. You know, I think I, in my opinion, I think he chose to not take the Broncos job and they've been able to carry over the success the last couple of years too from the year before. I so. only see San Diego because they have a quarterback because they have Bosa, they have receivers uh, they have a team that yeah. easily, when you look at the Chiefs, who I think are on the way down, you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, are they just, you know, nobody taking them seriously? I know they won at the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, you're in the right division there, in my mind. Mm-hmm. You are. Uh, right division to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. You know, 11 and 11-6 11 and six may win you the division. Yeah. I'm talking with L.A., not saying – I keep saying San Diego, but the L.A. charge. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, the cap thing is is a weird situation. I wonder how much he would look into that because he's also a very competitive person who would probably believe he could win, you know, in, in many situations too. I mean, San, San Francisco didn't look like it was going to be in a good spot when he took over there, and he did a great job. He turned around Michigan, Stanford. Could he be waiting on what J.J.'s decision also could be if he's coming back? Maybe, right? Maybe JJ's got to decide by January fifteenth, so there could be time there. And you wonder if JJ kind of wants to know what what Harbaugh's doing, right? I'm sure they've talked about it at some point. Yeah, maybe they have to. Uh, his name is Clayton Savy from the Wolverine.com. Clayton, along with Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borton, Doug Skeen, team coverage of Michigan in the college football playoff. Just about six days away from kickoff at the Rose Bowl, the Crimson Tide. And the Wolverines, you can follow everything Michigan at thewolverine.com. If you do have a Michigan-Alabama football question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also, we have our Honolulu Blue HUGE Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's the greatest moment ever for you as a Lions fan? Was it... Christmas Eve when they got the interception and locked up the NFC North. Not a lot of options. It's either that one or maybe the Silver Dome playoff win. <laughs> Should have made it like A or B. Uh, you can answer that question when 866 838 4843. 
That's 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank of Michigan Bank, because they have locations all across Michigan, and they have Michigan-based decision makers, and your money will stay in Michigan with Mercantile Bank. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine, Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com in studio. The Wolverine.com team, complete coverage of Michigan, Alabama and the Rose Bowl at the Wolverine.com. If you have a Michigan, Alabama question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Go out to the audience, Wally and Swartz Creek, listening out of Flint on Sports Extra 1330. You're on the Huge Show across Michigan. Wally. 
Wally. Wally, you there? Uh, whatever. He might be ran head around the John. Speaking of Johns, let's go to John and Holt listening on the game, 730 AM. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. I wanted to get your guys' predictions for Alabama and Michigan in the uh, semifinal game. All right. Well, we'll start with Clayton Safey. Good question. We were going to do that here in our final segment with Clayton. Uh, what's the final score on Monday night? Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think Michigan's going to win 28-21. Um, well, that really sounded like a confident prediction. Well, that's, I mean. I, with the Wolverine.com, you can't predict Alabama. Ballas is the only one in the crew that can predict Alabama. No, I've predicted Michigan to lose in the past. Most of the time when I do that, I've been wrong. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough to make. What's your these, record on picks this year for Michigan? Do you know? I am. Is it against the spread or not? It's they haven't been against the spread. Against the spread, probably you know probably about fifty fifty. But all right. So what's going to happen Monday with Alabama? Yeah, I think it's going to be close all the way through. I think there are going to be some long stretches of this game where the, both defenses play really well and kind of control the game. Um, you know, Michigan should have a pretty good game plan on, on both sides, and I think that they'll be able to contain Jalen Milrow enough to the point that they're not allowing some huge plays from the Alabama quarterback and they're going to be able to, to hold them to 21 points. And I think Michigan's quarterback, JJ McCarthy is going to play well enough to lead his team to a win. Um, and it, you know, as he just feels determined to, to do that after what happened a year ago with the two pick sixes. And uh, so I'll take Michigan in, in one that's going to come down to the wire. I think I like uh, the Wolverines in a tight one. I'm going to say like 21, 17, it, the, the big play will be a factor, and I know it's a big game cliche on a punt return, kick return, yeah. huge turnover. I, I think this is going to be a battle of defensive units. I'll say this. If J.J. McCarthy's over 250 yards passing, Michigan wins by double digits. Or will, will that mean that he was trailing the whole game and had to throw? Well, hey, I don't think. But I'm with, I'm with you. Though. I think if you're trailing, they're teeing off on you. Yeah, so yeah, I, that's true. You too. don't get your normal junk yardage against safe. Yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot of this game is going to come down to him. I know we talked about it earlier. It is him. You yeah. know, if you go back a year, four, 13 months ago, whenever at, at Ohio State, that I said he needed that big game and he delivered. Yeah, and he's the guy that has watched those celebrations. You've seen the photos, right? Georgia TCU game. He's the guy. He's the leader. He he's the MVP of the team at their banquet. Uh, you know, eight days ago. Uh, he just needs a monster game against arguably one of the better defensive units in college football in Alabama and better coaching staffs in Nick Saban. There mm-hmm. you go. For sure. And I said it earlier too, but when you look at Alabama's side and their quarterback's very good, Jalen Milrow finished sixth in Heisman Trophy voting. He was, you know, a, a tremendous player that got better throughout the throughout the year. But this is going to be the biggest stage he's played on too. JJ and a lot of these Michigan guys have been there. So I think that experience will be big for them as well as Michigan's coaching staff being able to adjust and understand what it takes to get it done in some of these games. So I agree with you there. And yeah, Alabama's got more five stars. They got more four stars in Michigan, all of that. But an equalizer can be the quarterback. And I think that's what JJ can bring in this game. And you said it. I mean, he, he sat there and watched the other team celebrate after the last two playoff losses. Uh, and I think he wants it to be him up there with the confetti falling. And I think that, that Michigan's going to have a good shot to do that if he plays really well. Yeah, and I, I like him a tight one. I, I think the Vegas line is right on that coin flip. 
uh, number. It's a coin flip. It's a coin flip game. It's a big game. Is there an opening kick? Uh, Great field position. Special teams, which Saban loves to live by uh, special teams. Mm -hmm. You know, kicking game. All these things that, you know, if you look at Michigan, they've had that big game on the road in the front seven for Penn State. Might be reflective of the type of defense they're going to see. They were able to pound the football and win that game. I'd liken this more to Penn State on the road, the matchup with Alabama, than I do the Ohio State game at home. At least when you're looking at it from Michigan's offense yes, perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Because Penn State's offense is terrible uh, in, in relation to the, the better teams. But I agree with you. I mean, the way the Penn State front seven plays and the way, really, they gave Michigan trouble when it came to protecting, but Michigan was able to run the ball when it had to. And Michigan, you look at the numbers, they have not run the ball well this year, uh, you know, considering the expectations after what they did the two prior years. But in the big moments, that offensive line has moved people. You mentioned the Penn State game. I'll mention the second half of that Ohio State game. Even when Zinter went out, when they had that eight-minute drive that completely, you know, shook Ohio State, in my opinion, they still had a shot at the end there. But um, they've been able to run the ball when they need to. So you're going to need to in this game, certainly. And part of that's going to be J.J.'s legs, as we said earlier. But I, I think that uh, a lot of it's going to come down to what they do at the line of scrimmage, too, as you said. Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borden, Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com crew, round-the-clock coverage of Bama, Michigan, the college football playoff. Also, they'll keep you up to date on University of Michigan basketball and more at the Wolverine.com. They'll have three team members on the ground in Pasadena looking ahead to kickoff Monday at 5 p.m., Clayton, thank you, my man. Thank you so much. All right, Clayton Safey joining us uh, in studio. If you have a Michigan comment or question, you can check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. We are back inside the leadership locker room. Bill Simonson with Greg Harris. He has his book, Sage Advice, which covers leadership and all the principles necessary to run a business, own a business, and be a part of a successful business. And he joins us back in the locker room. How you doing, my man? Bill, great to see you today. All right, let's talk about Sage Advice, which now is available on Amazon. People can get it wherever they uh, download their books or buy them. But uh, let's give a thumbnail version of what Sage Advice is all about. I think it came down from me, Bill. I'm not a self-made person. And most of us aren't. People had influence, mentors, coaches. Are we coachable? Uh, The wisdom they have that we can pass on. I thought to myself, I'm going to write it and I'm going to interview a lot of folks. My parents, my grandparents really gave me some great nuggets of truth to live by. And I share them with the audience. It's a fascinating book. It's a little embarrassing because I didn't heed all of their advice all the time. I'm not perfect. But the book itself is uh, pretty much a celebration of honoring your elders and adhering to some wisdom they earned. Greg Harris, Sage Advice. If people want to read this book, uh, the online version, uh, I assume they get a paperback. Uh, Where do they go to get Sage Advice? You can go to MaximizeLeadership.com. MaximizeLeadership.com. Or you can go to Amazon and put in the Sage Advice, Greg Harris. It pops up number one. You 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 can get delivered by the Amazon truck. I can even do it in my Suburban if, if, if it's really good. Amazon's using those EV vehicles. I don't do EV. You can't hear them coming. No, no, they're sneaky. They're sneaky. Knock, knock. What's there? I got you. 
you sage advice from Greg Harris. Here's sage advice. I'll give you sage advice. Put some gas. Don't buy Put an EV. gas in that van. <laughs> <laughs> Again, look for the book Sage Advice. Greg Harris joins us in the leadership locker room here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Where are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? Where you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. If you stop by now between the end of the year, you can see that Lions Ford Bronco parked out front that you could win in a drawing the first week of January. All you have to do is place a qualifying bet on the Soarin' Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, make that qualifying bet on one of the two remaining Lions regular season games, and you'll be in that drawing to win that brand new Lions Ford Bronco courtesy of Soren Eagle. You have the last two home games. To make that qualifying bet, just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and that Lions Ford Bronco could be yours. John Beeline will be talking hoops here in just about 10 minutes. Former Michigan head coach, Pistons. Shooting coach, basically. Advisor, you could call it. Before that, a stop with the Cavaliers in the NBA. Josh Garvey, who is the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew in downtown Grand Rapids. Their corporate office and world headquarters are in Troy on the east side of the state. We'll talk about the Pistons. They get the Nets tonight. Mm. They've lost 26 games in a row. 26. It could be 27 tonight. The worst losing streak in league history. The 76ers. At 28 games, but that was spread out between the 2013-14 and 2014-15 seasons. Mm. They get the Nets tonight. They get Boston in Boston on a road game on December 28th. To break the record, the Pistons would then need to lose their 29th consecutive game at home against the Toronto Raptors. That game will be December 30th. Man, it's ugly. I know, hey, people talk about Cade's offense. He doesn't play both ends of the floor. You want to be a great NBA player, I think you have to play both ends of the floor offense and defense. Gores is talking about changes. What changes? What can you do in season? 
you went and spent money. This team started two and one, and I thought, hey, the Monty Williams effect is there. They just don't have tough dudes who want to play defense. They are the worst defensive team in the NBA. The worst. And I've never understood that, how you can't get a guy making millions to go play, move his feet, body, and play defense on the other end. You know why? They're not taught that in this garbage AAU club basketball. You'll see some high schools still play defense and some colleges who will play defense. I think Michigan State's turnaround has been because of defense. I don't think Michigan plays enough defense. So we'll talk to John Beeline, the former Wolverine head coach, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office will join us in studio. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.